Welcome to India's first pet podcast, Petonomics by Epilog Media. Today we have pet parent who's also been trained in dog training, Paral Dalal. She is the parent of Leo Dalal, who is a, yeah. a therapy dog. And we also have a returning guest and dog trainer, Brinda Thakar. So welcome to the show, guys. Hi, I'm Parul Dalal and I'm a pet parent of Leo Dalal. And I have done my dog training with Shirin Merchant. Hi, I'm Brinda Thakar and um, I am a dog trainer and a behaviorist. I've also done my dog training from Shirin Merchant and uh, I've also trained Leo and yes. Right. And Leo specifically is a therapy dog, is that right? Yes, Leo is a, Leo is a therapy dog. Right. And so since how many years have you been uh, involved in pet culture and pet life? You know, when did you get your first dogs? When did you start uh, really like getting that passion for training? Uh, from childhood, I've been always uh, into animals and we've uh, I've always had dogs all, all my life. But getting into understanding the dog behavior was in 99 where I had a mixed breed. His name was Shadow. And that's when I got in touch with Shirin Merchant, who had just come back from a UK from her dog training and she was the first lady to introduce uh, positive reinforcement training and I got in touch with her and she trained me to train my dog which was a new concept at that point and uh, since then a whole new world of dog training and dog behavior understanding dog behavior has opened up and my journey from since 98 is yet going on. So uh, you mentioned positive reinforcement and how it wasn't as common before that. So could you tell us a bit about how much, how different or what kinds of uh, training methods were used before? I think slightly more aggressive ones perhaps? or that- Yeah, so you know how everybody thinks that, for example, rolling up a newspaper and hitting a, hitting a dog is the right way to correct a dog. So these were the methods that were used. Um, there was a way of, there was a tone in which people would talk to their dogs and they would always want to have that kind of dominance over the dogs. And they thought this is the only reason why their dogs are obeying, listening to them, all of that. And over the time, we've realized that that has been completely useless. That is uh, probably the dogs would listen to them and obey because of out of fear, not very much respect or happiness. And then when we had so much more knowledge about dogs, uh, training dogs, thanks to Shirin Merchant, who is our mentor, we realized how wrong people were. Of course, we didn't do that to our own pet dog because there was very less <laughs> teaching them anything. There was just a lot of love, but one, which is also very wrong. So then we realized that there is a balance between the two. And uh, like how she said, positive reinforcement, reward-based methods talking you know with your dog with respect um made such a huge difference in the dog's behavior overall our behavior because the dog is going to be with you for years together so there has been a tremendous change and a growth in patterns of you know training dogs breeding dogs there's a huge huge difference now all right so uh could you tell us a bit about what exactly is a therapy dog Therapy is a form of, uh, I would say that uh, a dog and the subject is, there's a a lot of uh, stress-free relation between as such. And uh, if a child 
is say a shy child or is an introvert or is uh, having um, not able to study well or anything i'm using a child as a example the dog comes as a medium between the parent child and the teacher you know so the child will be more sort of the guard will be let down the feeling of uh, de-stress will <clears throat> automatically come you know and he or she will approach the dog or the dog will be a medium literally to calm the whole situation slowly the child opens up and uh, will start you know letting his, her or his guard down and you know getting the confidence level back so the dog becomes like a, a de-stressor yeah de-stressor yeah. or something yeah. between the child and the so uh, almost the, like a companion like okay this dog is on my side I can feel comfortable because there's no judgment there's no judgment yes see yes. the child is judged by us humans the child feels the fear the child is going through a stress so the dog is not judging the child he will go and lick yes or he just wants to comfort the child there's no judgment on look you don't know this or you don't know that you know the dog is not going to sense that this dog senses fear the dog senses that Pain. the child is yeah. not the happy child you know so he will automatically wants to go and comfort the child you know and the moment the child is comfortable with that automatically a lot of stress levels going down automatically slowly the child blooms up and becomes into a confident child you know so exactly who needs therapy dogs or who or what kind of issues are helped with therapy dogs so one thing you mentioned was i think stress stress is something that can go down Correct. if you have a therapy dog around you so yeah. what other uh, examples are there yeah imagine um you know you have to give an your in your boards and uh, everybody's stressing and in 20 minutes it's time to start writing the paper just imagine if there would be a therapy dog around these kids to just calm them down because a teacher telling them to calm down or mom calling you and saying beta don't worry it's not going to work imagine when you're at the airport and you're stressing because your flight is delayed and you're angry and you've got to get from point a to another city and all of that and you just have a dog that comes there to just ask for nothing but pets you your mind set and your mind will change from anger or stress to sudden happiness you'll forget about the stress for some time so every time somebody asks me um therapy dogs i feel that it's not they're not only used um when you have you have kids with learning disabilities or when you have kids that have autism it could be nothing but used for a normal layman in a regular life okay. that has that is nothing to do with any problems mentally physically emotionally but is going under going through stress but i guess um, stress is an emotional but correct so one of the so that's just one of the reasons when people talk about therapy dogs people think that therapy dogs are only used for children with some sort of problems children with some sort of disabilities we are trying to break that and we are trying to tell everyone that therapy dogs are used for every situation every occasion um be it going taking them to offices probably there's no problem there but having an activity with a therapy dog will make it just a lot more fun so increase morale at, too correct increase morale they will just be at ease we've been taking leo to so many schools with kids that have zero problem they are going through a regular lifestyle but we've just 
the school has added an activity for those two hours where kids have to interact with the dog where we as the as a trainer as a pet parent with leo will go and decide on a couple of activities that that will be incorporated in in leo and we will be performing the activities with children involved it makes their day right it makes their day completely they are going to go back remembering that a big dog came over um, dog did this dog helped us um, clean up the room because we've taught leo how to pick up kachra and put it in a dustbin kids have learned how to always you know keep rooms clean keep the city clean keep it hygienic whatever having said that we've also taken him to an old age house we've also taken him to a school that with kids that had learning disabilities so basically coming down to one point it is a therapy dog is used for the smallest aspect it it doesn't have to be a problem that somebody's going through and a therapy dog is used for something as big as taking him to meet an autistic kid it ranges from someone going through some sort of uh, some uh, kids going through a, a problem or trauma somebody that's battling cancer unfortunately in india we can't still do that we can't take our dogs to uh, yeah abroad it's really correct. popular to have but unfortunately uh, we can't therapy dogs yes. in the okimo rooms correct yeah we we are trying to crack that here but we have failed very very much so yeah there you go therapy dogs uh, i don't want people to think that okay therapy dogs are only used for people Basically, that have there problems there shouldn't be a stigma behind there shouldn't be a dogs. stigma i probably think that we would do this much better if we had leo sitting here because he would have kept us at ease So okay. it's something as simple as that. All right, and uh, I think this is a great place to differentiate between therapy dogs and service dogs. So could yeah. you just walk us a bit through the difference between them? Yeah. Service dogs are, uh, you know, basically I would say physically challenged people. I mean, now here uh, we don't have much of that in introduction over here, but there is only one person in India. is uh, trained under again Shirin Merchant and his name is Karan Shah and his dog is an assist dog is a service dog where he has himself trained her and uh, she helps him out with his daily chores like picking up any object that has fallen on the floor or picking up the keys or removing his socks or plus also helping him emotionally also you know as such so it's And because he's wheelchair yeah, bound he's wheelchair he's bound so a service dog is someone that is more essential to your day to day living yes as daily. opposed to a therapy dog who can be not even uh, someone or a dog that belongs to you can be a dog that yes. comes yes. in from a third party yes. someone yes. that you can see you know if your school introduces them to you or if correct. your office yeah. brings them in yeah correct All right so again india and therapy dogs i mean those don't really seem to match we don't really have the infrastructure or even like general policies related to normal pets yes. so having certifications or anything of that sort seems a little far fetched so could you tell us a bit about that is is there a certification someone could get is there the closest we have got to uh, right now thankfully again thanks to our mentor is is participating in the courses she takes for dog therapy so people understand more about therapy work people understand if they have a dog and if their dog could be a therapy dog in the future and if they want what what are the you know assessments that they have to go through all of that so that is the closest that parul has gone to certification unfortunately we don't have any certification per se but um, yes shirin merchant is our yeah. certificate to yeah um she, take forward therapy work with leo yeah 
she has assessed uh, uh, leo from the time he was a puppy and uh, she's the one who has uh, encouraged me to go through this process of training leo with the help of brinda and we have uh, since his uh, nature was very calm he was very uh, a happy dog and you know all the possible assessments that was done on him yes. like you know children now because we deal so much with children so they if they come near leo or they pull his tail or pull his ear by just in a, in a in a very just manner you know but he shouldn't be reactive basically the, that's the word we are looking for that the dog shouldn't react to any of the things that children do as they don't realize that so he has been um, a very very uh, calm and an assertive dog regarding all this so yeah. if someone wants to uh, train their dog to become a therapy dog what are some qualities that that dog or that puppy needs to have uh, in advance to even consider being uh, going through that training nature the nature yes. the dog's nature should be very very good and that only a professional can help you and guide you with that he or she will assess the dog as uh, what the nature of the dog is whether he is reactive to loud <laughs> noises or whether he is getting uh, uh, is he a scared dog also genetically what the parents yes. are yes. like you know yeah. the i mean all that there is a whole lot of uh, science also behind all this that, that the where the dog has come from you know and uh, is he an aggressive dog what is it you know basically as i said we are looking out for a very calm dog a dog who has is friendly and there are certain tests as i mentioned again mm. that handling the dog or so tell us like give us a couple of examples of these tests like when leo was a puppy i could easily make him lie on his back and tickle his stomach that is one of the things holding his paw you know just feeling the paw is he reactive is he mouthing does he like it or not you know all these mm-hmm. things certain noises that we make is he reactive to that people uh, i mean like uh, if we walk or anything does he get startled by a sa- noise on the road different environments we have gone through is he reactive to the sights sounds and smells okay. so these are these little little things that he has been assessed regarding that and his training has always been not in one place it's always been on multiple areas of bombay even outside for you yeah. even out of the out of the city out of the city i take him out out of bombay also so he is very good running around and you know as such and not reacting to any of the noises around yeah. so uh, you mentioned genetics so is there any types of breeds that may not be suitable or is that just a myth that we may have so like she mentioned genetics it's so important to know mother father of the dog here's the thing everybody thinks only a labrador or only a golden retriever can be a therapy dog we have a golden leo is a golden retriever but yes like if you're asking if the if you're asking that if people think that other dogs are not suited to be therapy dogs it's completely untrue even a rottweiler could be a therapy dog like parul mentioned uh, it starts from the beginning when you're choosing a puppy you have to first see what the parents are like what the temperament of the parents is then when you have the puppy with you temperament testing starts from th- that young an age when you try to sort of understand how is the puppy with in different environments around different people around that main master that looks after the puppy how is he with mouthing and how is he okay with 
touching? Is he sensitive to humans touching him or her or not? It could be um, a Rottweiler. It could be your, it, of course, lab. It could be your golden retriever. Indie even. It could be an indie. Indies actually slightly tough, but there is no saying no completely no to a particular breed even before knowing what potential the that particular dog has so it is honestly you should not specify with breed it is dog it's really from dog to dog and it's also really it's from a, dog to dog sorry to interrupt but it's also on the breeder itself because if the breeder says okay, the puppy has to go within 40 days once the pup is born that's even not a good sign yeah. because uh, the puppy needs to be picked up after two and a half to three months because at that point the mother is teaching the puppy a lot of things so it's extremely we have a lot of backdoor breeders yes people who don't understand the science behind breeding also that is a whole different new topic also yeah yeah so oh it's very very essential and important where you pick up your puppy from and with who you pick up the breeder has to be very very knowledgeable into every aspect the breeding when to give away the puppy it should be after two and a half to three months because at by that point puppy is picking up a lot of things what is taught by the mother it's 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 yeah. nature it's very, we can't yeah. take that away from there then once the puppy's home like parul mentioned we've done so much testing and when i say testing experiences in the form of training in the form of experiences that leo has had it's not like i've gone to a house on on day one when he was a puppy tested him and over that was the first step to taking him through the whole course of becoming into a therapy dog that's when his training started from basic obedience training to uh, advanced training to more outdoor work where you know he has to in, he has to be introduced to a beach he has to be introduced to a really noisy lane he has to be introduced to kids because we had decided that we would be working with children so when he was old enough to be around kids and old enough after going through his basic training we introduced him to two kids then at some point we introduced him to five kids and that's how we started increasing the number so while we were testing and uh, making sure leo has positive experiences we were being very sure and cautious about what we are putting it out there for leo how we are uh bringing him exposing him to every little experience that he has so it's also on the pet parents it's also on the trainers it's also on the humans to make sure if you want that the therapy or that your dog is used as a therapy dog in the future you have to make sure that your experiences you have for your dog are completely on point something as simple as walking on a road with a loud sound of a ganpati procession not that we will ever use a loud sound when we are doing our you know program or our workshops but we have to make sure he's okay with anything he's okay with the speaker being on on a certain level of music because we are going to be using music with kids and a dog so yes i feel i feel that work with any dog especially dogs that are doing some sort of work like therapy work service work their training really never ends because that is the literal bond between parul and leo that can never end even when we are going to perform uh, or um, go at a school to conduct a workshop Parul and Leo's training is still going on, right? Um, so therapy dogs are, uh, of course, fully trained dogs. But I don't believe that the training with your it with your dog stops. never stops. It doesn't it ever never stop. stops. It's, there's a continuous. Uh, uh, and the thing is, even the training, huh? We are using the word training, but it is a fun activity. Yes, it's communication. It, it could be just completely playing hide and seek, or uh, I could just uh, be. 
doing a little bit of obedience in a sense that uh, calling him and recall or, you know, because I will mix a lot. And my training, I never trained for half an hour or one hour. It's just short, sporadic time. And it should be absolutely a fun, 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 fun thing. That, so important. And mental yeah. games. Yeah. It's not only just physical, it's also mental games. There are a lot of these men, uh, new toys, uh, the uh, board games that have been, uh, uh, that is available now. So since it's raining, there's a lot of indoor mental games going on. And the thing is that once your dog is into that routine of doing something or the other, he will always, he will want to be with you and wants you to interact with him and have that bond. So that bond is a very strong bond. I'm so glad that Parul mentioned this because everybody who's listening, we don't want them to think that he goes through hardcore, super strict training. Of course, he's gone through strict training in his puppyhood. But now there's more fun stuff that we always include in his training. He's taught so many new fun activities. Almost every week he probably learns something new because these are the little things that we are going to be using when we take him to a school, when we take him to even an office structure, even the old age home. So I'll give you a few examples of what a therapy dog would do at a school structure. For example, when we take Leo, little activities are incorporated and performed by Leo like picking up a little basket and going to every kid and the kid puts kachra in it because we are trying to teach the kids keep the keep the you should keep the city clean here's leo helping you to keep the city clean so for that we had to go through intense training with teaching the dog how to pick something up and holding in the mouth parul has gone through a lot of training to do that but it has always 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 been in a fun way Uh, yeah there is no uh, some sort of dominance that we use with the dog to make him do something Leo has to be as happy as every other human being present in that room during the workshop or else your therapy or else we can't call it a therapy workshop or him a therapy dog. The idea is that the dog has to be equally at ease to be ready to perform. Yeah, and that kind of circled back to bonding with your dog and how yes, things have changed in terms of how you're training absolutely. your dog. Yes, His children love tricks. Now there are a lot of tricks that we've taught Leo also so yeah. uh, uh, interactive tricks also now uh, he knows how to do a math so kids get most fascinated yeah it's not just Leo just performing there's an interaction between, between a child and the kids as well as Leo also <laughs> so if the child gives a number and Leo barks back the number that the child has asked let's say a number three so he'll bark three times or he'll do a math of three plus three so he'll bark six times so the kids are most fascinated regarding this is one of the examples that we do then we have a little bit of obstacle type of a course like a agility like the kids participate holding the ring the hula hoop ring or or, or or a hurdle, you know, the, the so that the kids along with Leo will jump. And there are a lot of these other songs that we sing along. So in short, the play date that we create, uh, which, which we have with the children is a very, very fun, de-stress moment at that point, those one or two hours. So by the time the kids leave the room they're all in that happy frame of mind which is as important also yeah, for everyone for children building compassion towards animals is a great like developmental yes, we, we step teach generally them one yes. of the biggest yeah one yeah. of the biggest points we cover and the, I mean the most important point yes. we cover is how to, to show sure. compassion to 
animals we in fact start with um, showing how how Paul and I touch Leo how we touch how we groom him we'd always have uh, participants join us kids who want to who are ready yes. to touch him who are ready to brush him so they understand the kind of love Hands that goes in yeah. yeah all of that um how we also teach them how it's wrong to pull, pull a tail yeah. or pull the ears we of course don't encourage it but we could only show that because we were sure that if we pull ears ear to show to somebody else he's not going to react so that was a that's one of the points you we are how leo was assessed to be a therapy dog um so all of it is connected and also here fear of animals that any child or even a teacher yeah. or let alone an, 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 any adult or anything as such oh please i don't want to touch the dog i said fine no problem we don't this thing but to, when they see other people doing that they want to come and say come and touch him you know so, and the end of the session believe me there are people who are coming and posing next to him may i take a photograph people who are the fear is sort of reduced if not gone completely but definitely reduced and they would like so that is a plus point for us also so the moment that fear the because what happens the parents teach the children also from a very young age yeah. which is very very good but nowadays young parents do open up and uh, they see that the, the, they ask the questions to me when i'm walking does he bite that is a very important question to yeah. ask to a pet parent that does your dog bite if the dog doesn't bite can he touch him you know yeah. so fine so i know since leo is a trained dog and he knows how to behave and sit and so he allows people to touch him and all so all this the old funda is slowly slowly deteriorate i mean going away dissolving and a new trend of mothers young mothers and children are coming up which is a very positive sign you know so i just feel that whether he's a therapy dog or a assist dog a dog a well trained dog makes a lot of difference in anyone's life all right so if someone wants to let's say take their children to uh, a place that has therapy dogs is that a possibility in india or is that something that you know your in your schools are going to have to help you with because again that there's no structure set up for there's uh, no structure set up yeah. for it we create the structure as of now what we do is we take our dog we take leo i call him our dog yeah Sorry. he is <laughs> we take leo to the school we take leo to a working space we take leo to uh, an old age home we do and we have in the past conducted a one or two workshops which were at one of our homes with really little kids in a much smaller group that is something that we can do that is something that other people can do too if their dogs are assessed to be therapy dogs but as of now what we've seen and what we are comfortable with is taking the dog to a space where the children are already there like school spaces it's easier it's more convenient for the school to manage that because if they have a larger group that's split into two or three it's easier for them to do it in their watch um unfortunately there is no private structure yeah. per safe just for something like this to take place no but nowadays schools are open the yeah. principal is very very encouraging and she can see the difference and she does ask us questions and you know oh yes yes, yes. so they are very open to uh, uh introducing uh, pet therapy as as a, play a date, part of a part, a part of, of their, their curriculum. curriculum in fact so we sometimes feel it's fine we don't really need a place as long as schools colleges workspaces are open to the idea we don't really need any space okay. 
So is there is there a possibility that sometimes ther- like therapy dogs have limits too? Like, do they ever get overwhelmed? Because from going to cat cafes specifically, again, this is specific to cats. I know that only for a certain amount of time is a cat or certain yes. cat allowed out. Like for an hour, this cat will be a part of the cafe ready to be caressed and then they send that cat back in so he doesn't get or she doesn't Absolutely. get Absolutely. Yes, simple does. simple example of us performing for someone we will want a break at some point right which is why I said we divide even if we have a large group at a school we will always divide it into two three depending on the number of number of kids because we don't want to overdo it and overwork Leo otherwise by the time he reaches group three he's going to be tired right so we have to focus on what we are going to be, uh, you know, conducting on that day. We have to tell schools and we and teachers actually understand it very beautifully because they know how difficult it is to manage a large group of kids. They know what it's going to. So we are lucky because until now we've had no problem, problem. with a with a teacher not being okay with a with a large group or not being okay with any breaks activity or, yeah. with breaks or any activity with. That shouldn't last more than 20 minutes. We are very lucky that way that they understand. So yes, we will, before we go to a school, Parul and and I will sit down. We will jot down our points. We will make sure that there's only that many number of kids per workshop. And it should get over in that many, in maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And then there's a break time and then we, we restart. But until today, I don't think we have done anything more than an hour and a few minutes with any school. Okay. It's just not fair to any dog. So some interesting things that I've been reading over the internet for the past uh, couple of weeks is therapy dogs for dogs. So there's a lot of dogs that are a bit anxious, a lot of dogs that may have to get, you know, any medical treatments, injections, and that's something that's, again, stressful for the dog. So could you tell us a bit about like therapy dogs with dogs if you have any... This concept works a lot abroad. I don't think it has, I don't think it has started off here, but... You know, there is a huge technicality behind this. I'm a dog trainer. So if my dog, who's not the happiest around other dogs, is at a vet's clinic getting IV, probably will get more stress to see another dog. But I'm sure there are some dogs that would be okay around another dog. Um, it, it When it comes to a dog that needs therapy from another dog, there's too much of... <laughs> technical work that goes behind it Parul do you agree with me <laughs> I don't have I haven't heard of any dog that's no, getting IV and yeah. uh, needs I a need, dog there yeah. they need their parent they need the human first so yeah. it's I, that concept is very vague right now so is there anything about therapy cats that is developing even in other countries is, is that a possibility to have a therapy cat I'm sure that I'm would, sure yeah. I'm sure why not I'm sure there is a therapy I think every I, elephant uh, is a therapy yeah. elephant. For example, animals do have, I'm not talking about wild animals like tigers, but you have to give, you have to, again, if I'm, I know cat, I know the owner of Cat Cafe, I worked with a dog and I know they're doing a fantabulous job. A lot of cat people would prefer going and sitting at Cat Cafe rather than coming for a therapy uh, uh, work with therapy dogs. It depends from it's human to way, human. It's a personal preference also. It's a personal yeah. preference. And I think it's growing. Yeah. Cats, uh, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, you have to, it depends on how many cats you are around at a time and how reactive they are or not. And at all, again, I said it, any animal has to be assessed. So I think that's a great place to conclude. Is there any uh, points that you would like to add? I would just say a therapy, we are saying therapy because we are covering a therapy, but I just feel a dog 
calm dog that enters any room or is with you is instant uh, magic it is know. yeah and absolutely uh you know you hug the dog also it's that instant jadu ka jappi also <laughs> you know <laughs> um so one one basic thing um so you have counselors that want to meet a particular goal with a subject could be an age right we're doing the same thing minus uh, no there's no counseling here there's just the dog that is helping the subject meet with the same goal but we are just using a different technique and the different technique that we are using is a dog yeah. instead of any other technique all of this i'm not we are not saying you should not there's no need to go for any other help or anything of that sort we are trying to coexist together we are trying yeah. to do something yeah. new it's with akin to what we're seeing a lot coming up uh, right now in mumbai is art therapy so i think i would yes, put it in yeah, a similar yeah. category yes. as everything that is everything is coexisting is good. we all want to every everybody i don't know maybe art therapy would work with me it would not dance work therapy her. art right? therapy music therapy there are a lot of these therapies that are there there this is beautiful part yeah. of yes yeah. the therapy work itself so we are using these lovely uh, four paws you know the angels you know as such and uh, and the thing is they are not judging you they accept you to what you are they ready to listen are. and listen yeah. only only absolutely and and i just feel they just give us another sense of teaches you compassion love empathy they, patience. they patience it's that new way yeah. of, of uh, why not try it out maybe a dog therapy would work way better for a child than art therapy or vice versa every new concept that is coming in i think plays a huge role in someone's life out there it could be any one of these therapies everything is be a combination of them too yeah. uh, even a combination But of two they coexist and yes yes yeah. and this has been now very much a part and parcel it's going to be here to stay 20 years back there was nothing like this positive reinforcement nobody knew it's thanks to shirin mochan that absolutely that that she has a single handedly changed the, the whole concept, concept in, of in, dog in training country. in our country this is just a tip of the iceberg there's lots more there's more deeper to it you know <clears throat> yeah i mean i can just uh, see like in 10 years down the line perhaps they will be allowed in hospitals yes we so hope we hope yeah. if there's a doctor that's <laughs> listening to this please yeah. uh, we have it's not that we haven't tried uh, we have uh, we but have again you need that approval from governing bodies too you need exactly. approval from the board of the hospital law. and it's it's really difficult yeah. unless they want that change yes. unless they want the change unless they yeah. want to speak with professionals like shirin we are there to help them yeah. and understand i'm sure there is a way out here for doctors to understand how important it is with patients um for example suffering from cancer it would make such a huge difference for them if you know a pet would enter and sort of help them heal but this is something we can't privately yeah. do by ourselves and we really need the help and if there's anybody who thinks that can help us out with this we're more than happy to be all yours yes All right. So, uh thank you all for listening and joining us in. Thank you so uh, much. Thank you Isha. for having us. Thank you. Right, so much. that brings us to the end of the episode. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed. So that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed Petonomics, India's first pet podcast brought to you by EPlog Media. We'll be back next week. Meanwhile, send us your feedback on Twitter with the hashtag #Petonomics. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and make sure that you subscribe to our show. I hope you enjoyed.
नमस्कार मैं हूं भावना सुमाया और आप सुन रहे हो मुझे ईपीलॉग मीडिया पर हमारी मुलाकात हुई थी जब मैंने एक नया पॉडकास्ट शो शुरू किया था और जिसका नाम था मेरी कहानी जिसमें मैंने आपको मेरी कहानी सुनाई थी मेरे करियर की जर्नी बताई थी उसके बाद मैं एक दूसरा शो लेकर आई जिसका नाम था डायरी ऑफ क्लासिकल डांसर्स जिसमें मैंने अलग अलग प्रांतों से और अलग अलग डांस फॉर्म्स के डांसर्स से नायिकाओं से बात की थी अब मैं लेकर आ रही हूँ एक बहुत ही अलग शो जो मेरे हिसाब से भक्ति है एक अर्चना है और जो आपको मैं जन्माष्टमी और गोकुलाष्टमी के दिन देने वाली हूँ ये शो है भगवान कृष्ण के बारे में भगवान कृष्ण को अर्पित भगवान कृष्ण की जिंदगी में जितने भी लोग आते हैं वो सोचते हैं उनका भगवान के साथ एक खास रिश्ता है फिर वो मर्द हो औरत हो बच्चे हो और इस बार हम बात करेंगे सृष्टि के वो आठ अजूबे की जो भगवान कृष्ण के साथ एसोसिएटेड है और जो सब मानते हैं कि उनका भगवान के साथ एक खास रिश्ता है ये जन्माष्टमी और ये गोकुलाष्टमी बहुत ही स्पेशल होने वाली है क्योंकि ये भोग भगवान कृष्ण की ओर से मैं निमित होकर आपको देने वाली हूँ इंतजार कीजिए केशवा और मैग्निफिसेंट ऑब्सेशन का ये मेरी किताब पर आधारित एक पॉडकास्ट शो है जो रेसिटेशन नहीं है एक कम्युनिकेशन है या मैं ये कहूँगी कि ये एक प्रार्थना है